Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast episode 43 for a very special bumper Australian episode. We are talking to members of Renegades, Order, Chiefs, Greyhound. The interviews are Eustillo, Nifty, Alistair, Hats, Apoc, Flix, Texter, Malta, and of course, Big Dick Stacy. So before we jump into these interviews, there's just a little bit of CSGO news to slam through. Bialy is leaving Virtus Pro after the major. Virtus Pro announced it on their Twitter yesterday. This seems like it was contingent on their performance at the Zotac Cup. They were beaten two nights ago by MVP PK and came in last place. I have to say, Snatchy looked like a great addition to the team, uh, and the role change with Pasha moving to the rifle looked like it worked fine as well, but... Um, wasn't good enough, obviously. Now, Bialy had been trumpeted as the most consistent on that team since Taz left and the roster changes began happening. Uh, even the casters were talking about it. I didn't really see that myself. I think his performance had continued to go down. Maybe he had a small resurgence once Taz left. Maybe he had a small resurgence once Snacks left. But uh, at least in this tournament as well, he just wasn't playing up to the Bialy we know and love. Now, obviously, if you've been a long-term listener, you know that Bialy is my favorite player, basically on VP, which means he's basically my favorite player of all time. And the uh, episode that I've long promised where I'm going to study Bialy and interview him hopefully will be coming up sometime soon because I have secured the services of a Polish translator who's going to help me. All I need to do is get in touch with him, <laughs> which is harder than it sounds. Um, now, I guess this announcement is just another piece of my heart that's been torn out and discarded like a week old pierogi. And so let's move on quickly. The Zotac Cup, of course, is playing out its grand final tonight between Kingwin and MIBR. This is the first tournament for MIBR, aka Made in Brazil, since adding Yanko as a coach. Although, in my opinion, they haven't looked completely reinvigorated, uh, slightly better, uh, a little more cohesion, but not completely reinvigorated. But the biggest surprise of this tournament so far has been the North American player Wardell of Ghost Gaming, who were knocked out last night by Kingwin in a very close best of three. Wardell put up some amazing numbers and fights and plays and showed skills that definitely put him on my radar going ahead. He wasn't on my radar at all. But he definitely is now. Kingwin is, of course, Taz's new team. And while they don't look amazing... They do look solid enough that there could be a, a bit of an upset tonight. And I think, I think they'll give MIBR a run for their money. Now, I haven't reported on this, uh, but I should have because I did say it was coming up. But Nothing's CSGO course is now out on Udemy. Nothing, of course, of Cloud9 fame. And it's about three and a half hours long of content and it's made up of a, a bunch of videos that cover everything from your aim to positioning to communication the first reviews on udemy look very good if you're not sh if you're not aware of what udemy is it's an online university u-d-e-m-y just give it a google i think the course is about 15 bucks and um seems like it's uh, relevant for everybody from a silver one to uh, you know a three and a half thousand hour yeah, global elite, global elite. So uh, check it out if you're looking to improve. Uh, in other news, really old guys, a team in MDL League have been accused of match fixing. Well, actually two players in particular, Cardiac and Effie, they were placing bets on some of their own matches using the same IP that they were using to actually play the matches under uh, family members. Um, details so pretty dodgy and strong legs a caster has been also reprimanded and disassociated with ESCA because he was placing bets a few seconds after I'm not that familiar with strong legs but he is a caster of some note he's protesting his innocence but at the very least it seems like he was placing bets and we'll talk more about this in the gambling episode which is definitely 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 coming up in the next month but it's very nice to see ESCA enforcing what essentially amounts to punishment for insider trading uh, finally, longtime listener Gabriel G, who you might remember, reached out to the podcast when he was trying to make a team. I think it was earlier this year or last year. He has since been contacted by other listeners of the podcast in North America and has been playing with them and has uh, reported that the experience has been delightful. So enthused was he, in fact, by finding other nice players to play with. He's urged me to start a Discord for listeners of the podcast. 
Uh, now, I am deeply, deeply suspicious of Discord. I've used it once or twice. I found it a pain in the ass. <laughs> Maybe it's a format that is more suited to uh, later millennials. I, I think I just make the cutoff of being a millennial. If you want to... Uh, start a truth discord or you would like to be involved in a truth podcast discord let me know because if there's one person who wants it then it's probably not going to happen but if there's a bunch of you then maybe i'll think about it all right let's move on to these interviews uh once again they're all from iem sydney 2018 and i had a zillion of these still sitting in the hard drive so what better way to get rid of some of them get them out the door than lump them all in the category of australian teams now renegades is not obviously an australian team anymore but we think of it as australian and they play in the oceanic qualifier for the major so blah 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 uh, I've excised all the more topical stuff in these interviews, so hopefully it hasn't dated. There's very little discussion of present uh, of matches that were being played at the time. And we're going to start with members from Order. Hats, then Alistair, then we'll go to Malta from Greyhound, then Texter, Flix and Apoc from Chiefs in a joint interview. Then Eustillo and Nifty from Renegades, and we'll end with the Dick Stacey interview. Now, I'm ending it with it because, as you'll hear, I didn't have his microphone turned on, and so I've had to jiggle with his levels. And if it was anyone but the big dick himself, I really wouldn't have released this. But because the people have been clamoring, you've been banging on my doors, I've included it as a bonus. And uh, apologies for the sound quality. Remember, guys, this is not my day job. So without further ado, here's Hats. How's it going? I'm sitting here with Jordan Hats Bajik. Yep. Is that how you say it? Say yeah, it? yeah. Say it properly. Uh, well, people say Bajik, but... Um, there's a lot of Serbians out there that, you know, you pronounce it Bajic. So, um, yeah, that's the proper pr- pronunciation, but Bajic is fine. I think you've probably talked enough about CSGO tonight. So, actually, what I want to talk to, to you about is something I've seen on your Instagram, I think, or your Twitter, which is that you have had a body transformation of yes. sorts. Yes. So, um, when I was in year 12... Um, for HSC. This is the final um, exam in yeah, your Yeah, it's the final exam and that sort of stuff. Um, so I just took my phone You're off. popping silent. off, mate. Yeah, it's going crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so at that time, I was playing CS a lot. So I wasn't studying. And also after those exams, I, um, I just literally was really focused on CS. And I didn't have a balance for anything. And also my scapegoat for a lot of um, losses or wins would always be eating. Right. So, um, yeah, I'd always I'd go to 7-Eleven at night and get a Slurpee and pods. That would be my thing. Like, oh, I love pods. Uh, pods are the best. Whoa. You know what I mean? So that would be my like us- my, my usual. Like, I'd yeah. go to my brother, like, yeah, 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven. Yeah. So I, for like one week, I was like going there for like four days straight. It was crazy. So, um, yeah, I put on a lot of weight. Normally before, I would be like... Um, I used to play soccer, so yeah, um, yeah be very doesn't surprise in, me. In, yeah, so um, yeah, I lost myself a bit, and then um, eventually started going to the gym, um, met my girlfriend, um, everything. You know, I started focusing on myself, having a balance. I realized that was important, and um, yeah, it was it was uh, it's awesome. So that was the first time you'd sort of gone to the gym and stuff. Um, I was always going to the gym on and off, but like fully, full on, like properly. Yeah. yeah, that was like the first time. It was like last year, so mid year. I kind of probably got some listeners who have started out fit and active, and then eaten too many pods. Yeah, and not tired pods, guys. We're talking about these delicious biscuity filled in with chocolatey things that yep. they sell in Australian only, supermarkets. Only Snickers though. Oh, the Snickers pods. Snickers pods. Actually, Ooh. I don't mind Mars too. They're all they're all good. You're making me hungry, sir. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they're not able to get out of that or schlep themselves to the gym. How did you do that and keep yourself going? Well, the big motivation was, um, you know, I actually was st- like talking to my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and um, or when I first was talking to her, like obviously we were just friends, mm-hmm. um, and I knew. In the shape I was, I was obviously not that confident um, in myself. Um, and I realized through um, talking to her that, um, you know, focusing on your own happiness is very important. Um, and your own happiness first, um, you know, ex- like exceeds everything else. And I think that 
um, to get true happiness with everything in life, you're gonna be happy, happy, happy from like from yourself. So uh, I started feeling really like really good going to the gym, getting that good feeling after gymming. So. Um, yeah, I feel like we need to get your girlfriend on here. Yeah, no, she no, sounds like the brains behind this operation. She's, she's a big influence, man. <laughs> now you've lost all this this weight, you're feeling much fitter. Are you still going to the gym regularly? Yeah, hundred so percent. Now you've, you've got the bug. Now it's like now it's like building the muscle. You know what I mean? So right. that back then it was like kind of losing the weight, yeah. losing the fat. Now it's like now yeah, it's going the, the other muscle. way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you, are you bulking right now? Yeah, kind of like bulking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how often are you going? Um, I go like six days a week. Wow. Five, six days a week. Sometimes, like, I'm getting a bit slack because, you know, coming to these events, um, I'd still go to the gym and the hotel, but it like, sometimes I get, like, I just, you know, I'm out with the boys and stuff, so I, like, kind of skip it, but it's kind of bad, but, yeah. You know, when, you, when you say out with the boys, yeah, I have some listeners who are under 18. Yeah. Do you want to oh. describe it for them? Literally sitting in a room with four of your mates and you're playing video games. Oh, is that what, that what <laughs> the voice means? That's the voice means. <laughs> it's a good sign for order, though. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you could be doing much worse. Yeah. Many worse true. things. 100%. I'm here with Alastair Johnston from Order. His gamer tag is Alastair. I was speaking to Flusher yesterday, just because me and Flusher are on first name terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was talking about, I was like, how do you get the confidence to come back after two years sort of in the wilderness? And he's like, well, I've won two majors. I know I can be the best. Yeah. You've not won two majors, Alistair. Where does that confidence come from? It honestly just comes from, like, I, I used to treat like I used to play soccer, you know, mm-hmm. start slow, don't try anything, like, big, you know, pretty much just do the basics and then you slowly build it and build it and build it. David left, right? Uh, yeah, he was removed from the roster recently. So. He was, so he was kicked? Uh, it was, it was sort of mutual, you know, it was just, tried to keep it clean, but, um, you know. Nothing. Was it mutual in the way when your girlfriend goes, hey, we need to have a talk, and then you're like, oh, I'm out! <laughs> no, it was like, um, <laughs> nah, it was just kind of like, it was more of a kicking, but, you know, we were wishing nothing but the best. He didn't, like, you know, do anything to cause it, it was just yeah. not exactly what we were looking for, but, um, yeah. So who have you got now? Uh, no one yet. You know, it's just a, a blank space. We're not rushing into it. We're just kind of uh-huh. going to keep it, like our options open. If people approach us, we'll obviously have a look at them. But um, yeah, we're not just going to rush and sign someone. There's no real need. We don't feel that we're like, you know, have to rely on one. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I I didn't know you were a soccer player. Uh yeah. I played soccer for about eleven years, nearly twelve years. Like my whole life, pretty much, just brought up playing soccer up until Counter-Strike. Where's home? Uh, what's that? My Where, home? Yeah. Uh, Melbourne. Ah, you're Melbourne boy. So, yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, Western suburbs. Yeah. So, yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, <laughs> Williamstown, Newport. <laughs> okay. That's as far as I'll go. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. No, it's just because I've got a lot of family in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah right. It's good. Not, uh, you can cut that bit out if you want. Yeah, no, no, that's all right. <laughs> Get all those Cisco uh, fans circling the <laughs> Nobody cars. knocking on my door, yeah. <laughs> I'll give out the address. Nobody will come. <laughs> yeah. You're, how old are you? You are 20. Just turned 20. Did you study? Or you just uh, been playing CSGO? No, I started, you know, my parents were really supportive. So, like, they pretty much said, like, all right, let's try this out, see what you can do with it. And um, uh, my mum supported me all throughout school for it. And I uh, finished year 12 and stuff. And then I was, like, straight away into, like, Chiefs and all that. As I was kind of finishing school, it was like, yeah. And... Yeah, I just kept playing, and now uh, we were getting offered money and stuff, and then it became real. Like people, you know, my parents and my family, they were like, "Wow, keep going with it," you know. And mm. I was like, it was tough. I couldn't really commit the hours to yeah. go to uni, yeah, and like play CS. It's not even like I had like picked anything for uni, you know. Yeah, it was just like I'm gonna keep going, and like even now I can't even go to uni because I'm putting in the hours for this. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of my listeners really want to know like what sort of cash you're rolling in now. Oh. So when you go to KFC, like, is it a three-piece meal or is it a bucket? I mean, if you go, if we're talking by like European standards, if they roll into KFC, they're like, they're purchasing KFC. They're like, they're buying out the brand, you know. We're only buying like a little, a bucket compared to what they Just a get, bucket. You know, just uh-huh. a bucket for the team, you know. Bit of Mountain Dew. Yeah, a bit of Mountain Dew, you know. Potatoes and mash. 
Pepsi Max, potatoes and mash. Potatoes and gravy. Yeah, exactly. Potatoes and mash is the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> potatoes and gravy. Why don't you tell my listeners exactly what you do on the team as well? Because I just assume complete ignorance on their behalf because that's mm-hmm. my perpetual state. Right. Uh, so my role for yeah. the team. Yeah, what's your role? Uh, I'm like the support slash hard entry. Mm-hmm. So if we've got a strategy that's really fast paced, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much like, you know, the spearhead. Right. I just get straight in there, figure out where they are. So everyone's like, you know, where... And I'll just take the earliest duel I can, pretty much. It's similar to hats. We both kind of share that thing. Right. And then support. So, like, we kind of make sure everybody's shining. You know, we've got Liaz and Siko pretty much just, like, getting the frags they need to, you know. We yeah. do anything we need to, like, to help them. So I play, like, some anchor roles, like beam rise stuff. Uh-huh. Not many people want to do, you know. Not yeah. many people hit that side. And if yeah. they do, it's like a rush. Yeah. So it's not, like, an enjoyable spot and it doesn't get much action. But yeah. someone needs to do it. So that's who, kind of who, who do you look at for, for, for tips on Beam Mirage? Um, so I look at different players. If I'm secondary orping, which I do on Mirage, I look at uh, Carrigan. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, quite strong there. And also Lecro yeah. for Fnatic. And I get a lot of content from them. You know, there's all different places, all different plays for maps. But um, for Mirage, those are two I really Snacks like. used to be quite good holding B on Mirage, didn't he? Oh, uh, to be honest, I can't like I can't even remember like where everyone used to hold. You know, if I, if I was to guess, I wouldn't even. Before your time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Before yeah. your time, yeah, exactly. I was there. So, like, he was a player from Poland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, for all I know, if I was to guess, I wouldn't even say Snacks would have played there because he's like quite a you know strong player, and they would have just put him somewhere with more action. Give me a little, give me a little juicy little tip for my listeners who like holding b site on mirage mm-hmm. they're in a solo queue the team are toxic oh. can't talk to them they've just shut off all the mics yep. they hear the rush coming let's say they're roundabout van what are they going to do the roundabout van see that's like the worst spot they're you want to be stuck right. like if where should they be then like the best thing you can do there is fucking peg a molly a balk uh-huh. and just run for the hills basically just like uh-huh. either go to wall there's a corner there called we call it forest that's our comp for it you know is that because forest used to sit there exactly yeah uh-huh. so there's like places on all maps where like somebody's done something that's yeah. what that's called yeah and uh we call that forest it's a corner near wall yeah and you catch them jumping out window because mm-hmm. molly the balk is molly so yeah. they're not going to come out back they yeah. jump out the window and you can catch them in midair and they can't shoot yeah yeah this is a little corner next to the little wall right that where it's hidden if they come out yeah band. pretty yeah, much yeah. yeah so like you're hugging like and Van is just on the other side yeah, of the wall. I know I've the listeners can't see my actions right now, but I'm pointing to where Van is right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's hard to describe. But yeah, that's probably like a good spot or another spot we call is NBK. That's a player, obviously. I thought NBK was on um, Cash on A-side. Yeah, that's, that's well, we call that Fence or NBK. Okay. You know, there's different places. Multiple it's, NBKs. Yeah, it's not like if we're coming on Mirage, you're going to be like, how, how the fuck are they on like Cash, you know? Like, we have an idea of like where they are. You get me? Like, <laughs> there's... There's sure. overlapses, but like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. everyone knows where everything is. And stuff. Yeah. So well, where's MBK on, on. So once you come out door from Checkers, yeah. uh, it is like the pillar closest to you from site. So you know how the site, the bomb site has four pillars, like a big block, basically. It's yeah. the one closest to you. It's like Wait, diagonally right. When you say Checkers, you mean market? Market. See, we call that Checkers. We call it market Checkers. Everybody knows uh, when we're like coming. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, right. I've sat in these places before and just thought I was a genius. Yeah. Obviously, the greats have been there before yeah, me. There's, yeah, there's a bunch of different names, you know. There's, there's, uh, every team has their own places and names, you know. I think uh, Flipside, they used to have a very interesting uh, like layout and format. The way yeah. they divided up the names of map spots, yeah. they actually would have a look at the map, the radar, and they would divide it up into little blocks. So they'd be like A2 Holy for something shit. that would be like That's Falcon. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like really really detailed but uh, they would all be on the same page with that which is pretty hectic I remember seeing a JPEG or an Injure or whatever they're called a while ago where it's like this is what my team calls every spot and they're all labelled toxic yeah it's yeah, ba- yeah. basically my level yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with Malta your yeah. real name is Liam that is, it is. How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, it's pronounced Shembri. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Shembri. Shembri. Is that Maltese? Yeah. Right. Yeah, Maltese name. Okay. Uh, so I bought Go when it first came out, and that was like, like it's the first CS I played. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't play it until uh, like the skin update came out, and I was like, you can make money? And I was like, awesome. So I started playing. So you came into Counter-Strike from greed? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not, not for honest reasons. No. No. As a merchant. As a merchant, yeah. So I yeah, did all the trading and stuff like that, and put a lot of time to that, and then you know, started to see that the competitive side was more fun than the skins. Did you make money? 
Yeah. Did you? Yeah. You know, because I, I, I kind of got into skins as like um, the hype kind of like started up. Uh-huh. So like, you know, bought a Glock fade for like 20 bucks and now it's worth uh-huh. like, you know, 400 or something like that. So how much money did you make? You know, it was like a couple of grand or so I made. What did you do with a couple of grand? I uh, just cashed out and invested in our cryptocurrencies, a poor choice. Did you? <laughs> what did you yeah, buy? I bought some Ripple, uh, some Bitcoin and Ethereum, but I bought it like... So I bought I bought Ripple and I bought like a uh, thousand and it was like oh, it was like a dollar fifty or something and overnight it went up to like four dollars it was like a huge uh, peak and I was like man this is so it's so easy investing money I'm making all this money and yeah. it's like and then like a week later it crashed <laughs> it went down to like a dollar mm-hmm. so have you still got it or did you yeah I've still out? um you know what I'm in it for the long run so I've I've invested and uh, and yeah we're we're slowly creeping back up to. Uh, breaking even. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there's been points where I've regretted not investing, but for the most part, I'm quite happy that Quite I happy, have. yeah. <laughs> now, are you a Gold Coast lad as well? No, I'm from Sydney. Are you from Sydney? <clears throat> yeah. Whereabouts? I'm up in Beecroft, so it's up, uh, up Beecroft? Oh, yeah. I know where Beecroft is. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm a Sydney boy myself. Local boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good city to be from. Better Why? than Melbourne. Wow. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Just is. <laughs> the gloves are out before I even went there. Yeah. Look, we're not like last night, and you go out, and there's so much pressure for you to get in somewhere. So it's a bit sad. In Sydney. Yeah. Where'd you guys go? Uh, I went to Home Bar. Not a great choice, but. Oh, it's like the McDonald's of Sydney yeah. bars. Yeah. It's not great, and I think I'd rather just be in McDonald's for five hours. To yeah. Be honest, it's often so. where you end up after home. We, yeah, we did. We did go there. Mm. So. Oh, you did. Town Street. <laughs> oh, Town. Sorry, Town Hall Maccas. <laughs> It's great. It's just like such a congregation of just like all these, you know, different people from different parts. Of it's, oh, God. It's, it's like I actually once bumped into Daft Punk in Martin Place, <laughs> right, when they're out here for the 2007 yeah. tour. Right. And they're walking around with Krispy Kreme. And I'm like, why did you go to Krispy Kreme in Sydney? <laughs> You're like, oh, we, we like a Krispy Kreme. It's like, why would you go to McDonald's and home when you come to Sydney? Yeah, well, I mean, it, I feel like the Town Hall Maccas is like an iconic part of Sydney now it's like you know Harbour Bridge Opera House Town Hall Maccas <laughs> just you know the tourist spots I should have oh, if only I could have recommended it to Kenny S he's like I don't yeah. know where to go I don't know where to go well Town Hall Maccas you'll oh, enjoy there we go you go right. at 3am next time I'm going to stop dropping French famous people who I've met yeah. let's take a little step back out here um, this whole Greyhound gaming org mm. started in March last year is that correct yeah something like that I think um like I wasn't really a part of it when it started, but I, like I was hanging around with the boys, um, yeah. and like Will was hanging around. Like I knew what he wanted to do. Like he wanted to start the org, and um, he wanted to start it with the boys when they were in immunity. Um, and I think maybe they like like officially started it, like or sorry, unofficially started it at like this tournament last year. So right. like they were having drinks and in one of the hotel rooms, and they were just like, "Yep, let's, let's do, do it." it. Right. Start the org. And when you say Will, you're talking about William Gray. Yeah, Mr. Greyhound. Who is the oh, enigmatic no. Bruce Wayne-esque figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's actually the Batman of Sydney. Of, of Melbourne, sorry. He'd hate me. Oh, he's a Melbourne boy? Yeah. Ah. yeah. That's why I've got the, the Sydney-Melbourne banter. Is uh, He thinks Melbourne's a lot better than Sydney. But Right. And is wrong. he just some rich fan? Uh, he So he's like... He made... Uh, he was working... Um, since eight, like since he was eighteen or something like that, mm. and um, I think he's like twenty three now. So mm. he got to twenty three, and he was just like, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. Um, I want to do something that I love, and uh-huh. he was like a big fan. Like he really, he wasn't like a fan of Counter Strike per se. I think he was just a fan of esports in general. And yeah. um, he was like, well, I want to get into the scene and like just do that. And yeah. um, and so he looked at all the esports and like League of Legends is super, exp- it was like super expensive to get into and not really like that great of an investment anymore. I don't think mm-hmm. like or like a realistic investment to get a return on on uh investment so he was like oh counter-strike's where it's at you know like there's huge events like i am sydney and i think him coming to this event is what really like made him pull the trigger on on uh starting it all because he was just like yeah yeah Yeah. so like he saw all the fans and like how big this event could be and he was like i want to be a part of it yeah and um now dick stacy was telling me that in australia it's not really it's not enough money for you to quit your day job Mm. uh i'd probably disagree with that now I think like the top teams in Oz, at least the top three, are now on like a, a good a good amount, like a manageable amount, uh, amount. It's like you know, obviously you look at teams like Phase and and like SK Australis, they're all on a lot like you know a very 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 good salary. Um, but you know, like if we can do what we love for as long as we can and get paid enough to to you know live off, that's all you need really. 
did you quit your day job? Yeah. So I used to work as a dental uh, like assistant, like the person with the sucky. Like, really? Sure. Yeah. So I was. I used to do that. Um, I thought the requirement for that was be a hot lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you can be like a really hot dude. Um, <laughs> so no. So I was like, I was doing that, um, and it was like a really good job. I had a really good boss, and like she understood all the gaming stuff, and I got like time off when I needed it. Um, but I was working from like uh, 7:30 until like. 6.30 at night so it was like a almost a 12 hour day and then um and then coming home and playing counter-strike for like four hours so i had like a really packed schedule um yeah. so when salary started getting introduced i was able to cut down my hours so i was still working but just um cutting down the hours a bit so i wasn't doing it five days a week um and then um and then yeah once the salary started getting bumped up enough i yeah decided that i didn't really need the the extra money from that job um and I was going to do uni, like I was doing uni as well as that, um, but it just, it's too much. Like, I feel like for me personally, I can't juggle uni and, uh, and esports. Like I've got to just pick one. And I was like, I just want to dive into esports and give it a go. And was your mother like, Liam, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. No, mom was like, she was pretty cool about it. She was like, you know, it's fine if you like, they were, so my parents were like, as long as you have a, uh, a job, like, mm. cause I was just deferring, I'd like deferred a couple of years. And I was, yeah. they were like, if you have a job, um, it, and like you pay, I was paying like a bit of rent every week. Mm -hmm. um, they're like, it's fine, you know, like you just got to be an adult about it. Um, and then, cause I didn't really understand, like, cause I told them when I first went to Poland, uh, we chased for ESEA and they were like, oh, that's pretty cool that you can go, you know, you can travel with it. Um, but even then it still wasn't like enough to convince them. Um, but once the salary came in and they came and saw this event last year and mm -hmm. they kind of realized like how like huge esports is and like I guess all the like the mainstream media coverage of esports now is like that you know they see it on the TV and they read it in the newspapers so they're kind of like it's more accessible to them and so now they're like really supportive so like at the start they were kind of like a bit wary like my dad was like you can't just put like you can't play computer games as a job that's not a thing yeah and now he's like oh you actually can and yeah. now he's really supportive yeah. of it well, did you play soccer growing up yeah so I was a big I was uh yeah yeah, I played a lot of soccer. I was. Would like, he have been immediately proud if you were a professional soccer player? Yeah, I don't know. I think he he still plays soccer. He plays more soccer than I do now. Really? Um, yeah, he's a big like. He's not he's not good at it at all. Um, but he tries, and that's what matters. How many on the team play soccer? Uh, or played or soccer? Like eleven on a field, but. No, no, no. Oh, on on In Greyhound. Oh, Greyhound. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. what are the rules of soccer? What are the rules of soccer? <laughs> well, offside. Uh, Describe no, he, the sport to me. <laughs> I think. Um, I assume like. Chris seems like like Dexter seems like the kind of guy. Same as Ollie. Uh, Irk, you, you don't actually well. know. I well, I don't know if they play. Do you know your teammates at all? Well, I don't know if they play sport. Like, <laughs> no one plays sport anymore. We're all we play esports. All right, I'm here with Flix yep. and Dexter, mm -hmm. and your first names actually were Sam, Sam and Matthew. Matthew. They're good Christian names. Yeah, real standard. Parents are pretty standard for me. All my like all my family's all got just normal names. What's your brother's name? John. Matthew. Ma Matthew. Yeah, my sister Michelle. I guess that's a little out there. Ooh, but that's it's a bit an edgy. Older name. Right. Yeah. How old is she? Thirty-two, <laughs> maybe. Don't put me on the spot, man. Isn't that odd? weird that that's my third question? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What about you? Matthew's quite uh, traditional. Yeah. I've, well, I've grew up in like Christian family. Did you? Uh, yeah. Went to Christian schools primary school and high school and everything so yeah my brother's name Julian and Brandon they're like Julian and pretty, Brendan yeah they're pretty, pretty you seem like a, a like yeah. quite a young lad how old are you ah uh, 16 16 <laughs> youngest in the scene surely yeah probably the youngest, youngest. Yeah. you have to be 16 for IEM so you're the youngest at IEM yeah 16 do you have to have a chaperone here oh uh, <laughs> uh, what <laughs> do you chaperone. have to have a, gu a guardian no right okay are your parents here no. You're just soloing it. Huh? He's been overseas a few times. He's used to it yeah. now. Right. Where are you from? Ah, uh, Canberra. Right. So they're like, oh, two hours drive, <laughs> whatevs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're, they're, pretty, uh, they're pretty happy with it. You've got two brothers? Yeah. And you're the youngest? Yeah. And uh, how old is your oldest brother? Uh, 22 or 23. Well, they were the ones that actually introduced me to the game when they I were. was younger. Okay. Because yeah, they also play like games and stuff. Okay. But um, yeah. Let's get back to religion, because that's what this interview is really about. Are you Christian? I've uh, grown up in a pretty, I would say, like Christian family. It's not like we go to church every Sunday, but uh -huh. yeah, like definitely, I would say, like my like my grandparents and everything, very Christian. Are but, they? Um, I kind of, I'm 
I'm like a bit of meh. I'm not really too into Christianity. Like as I've grown up and sort of got my own opinion now, kind of sort of left those traditions behind. Yeah, you're creating new ones. Yeah. Like I am Sydney. Yeah. So uh, last year, Chiefs were sort of the upset team. This year, not so much. What happened? Well, completely different team to last year, apart from Tyler. Since from I was Tux. the only one who's had the experience. Yeah. But it was just, I guess, poor play from us in every aspect. Our teamwork was bad. And then usually when your teamwork's bad, your individuals make up for it. And individually, we weren't on point either. So you take the two main aspects of CS and you're not performing in either of them. And you're going to have a real rough time. What, what did you do well in? Jeez, we... <laughs> when you turned we up... We did really good in scrims. Did you? Yeah, yeah, we did good scrims. Against who? Uh, played FaZe, did well against FaZe in scrims, uh-huh. played Renegades. Got a chance against a few of the top teams, so it was good to get that experience. And yeah. obviously scrims are completely different to games, so you can't look too much into it. But even, I mean, in, even individually, you can shoot them and they shoot you. you know, they're not holding back on their aim, so you know, be able to out-aim a few of them and things mm-hmm. like that always gives you a little bit of confidence. Did you pray before the game? I did not. No, no, no religion before the game. Are you are you atheist or agnostic? Ah, hard to say. It it is really hard to say because it's kind of a broad question. I guess it depends on how you're looking at it. Well, do you believe there's definitely no God, or you just believe there's no proof either way? I mean, there's got to be a start or something, but I don't know what that is. Like Big Bang theory, I guess is. I mean, science is going to be, but I don't think we'll ever truly know in our lifetimes, at least, of what exactly happened. But Big Bang Theory is obviously the, the most likely, but who said that God didn't create the Big Bang Theory? Like, further right. back, like yeah. something's got to happen for that first. to happen. Yeah. Mm. So I kind of leave it to, as it is. I just don't really bother with it at the moment. Right. Well, it's good to know that Flix is pro-science. Pro-science. <laughs> are, you, yeah. are you studying science in high school still? Oh, uh, yeah, I do a little bit of science here and there. <laughs> Are you still enrolled in school? Yep. Good so man. So I'm in uh, college at the moment, year 11. How often do you go to school? <laughs> as much as I can. I'm <laughs> actually in a sports program. So I'm actually enrolled in the school's sports program for like eSports. So I get like a little bit of special treatment. So like s- sort of instead of taking like five or six classes, uh-huh. my hours outside of school get recognised as a class. So I can... They help me with that kind of stuff. And wow, so, so you've just told me that you play Counter-Strike and the school recognises that yep. as studying yep. for your final exams. Yep. How have you pulled this off? Well, I'm... Um, because this, this is the coup of the century. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going for... Um, so there's two types of packages you can go for. There's like uh, an accredited and like oh, an ATAR, an ATAR, so... Uh, Pretty much, I'm just going for pretty much this the year 12 certificate. That's all I want. I'm not really looking to go into uni, so because of that, I've got a lot more leeway and they're able to support me. Okay, in my journey. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a 16 year old describe his school as offering two types of packages. It's like a cruise deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what, you're not going to go to university. Does that mean you're going to make this oh, a full time career? Well, I'm definitely like just at this point in my life, I don't see that I'm just going to go like as soon as I finish school, I'm going to go into university. Right. Like I don't, I don't see myself doing that. But like definitely later on, there's like other ways. Of course, you can get into university, like yeah. being a mature age student, things like that. So yeah. definitely those types of pathways I could see myself doing. But you're out of school, obviously. Yeah. Are you working oh, a day job? Is it the grey hairs? <laughs> um, no, for I work full time. You're full time? Yes, yeah, so I'm full time in the family business, and then we are. Uh, so it's a bit rush. So I get up early, go to work, and then as soon as I get home at like five o'clock, usually I home around five, and then it's just CS for five hours and then bed. What's the family beers? Uh, we own a couple of sheet metal companies. So we roll form roofs and gutters and things like that. Amazing. Hmm, not bad. So you came here and played against the world's greatest Counter-Strike players. Yeah. And you spend your days at a sheet metal company. Yeah. Yeah. Just regular Joe. This is, to make this, it is the, this is the definition of an Australian legend. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the same with most of the players now. Like most, oh, I guess less though these days at the top echelon. In Australia, at least, people is more part-time with uni or part-time with school or part-time with everything. I think there's a, still a couple that have a full-time job. I think Mike Apoc has a full-time job in mm-hmm. our team. What does he do? Small goods distributing. Okay. So you guys are keeping the wheels of industry turning when you're not playing Counter-Strike. Yeah, yeah. It's all the essential. Australia turning. 
wish for storms to knock down some roofs to keep everyone busy. You mentioned that you got some grey hairs. I couldn't see them. I thought that was the sun glinting off your lustrous locks. How old are you? Uh, 27, 28 this year. So you're up in the in the older players yeah. who are playing here. Yeah. We've basically got the oldest and the youngest. Well, right Mike, here. who's in our team, is 30. Mm-hmm. So I think we actually really? might have the oldest and the youngest in the team. Which one's Mike? Mike's the one on the left. He is not 26. <laughs> That's a lie. Check his HLTV. Do you want to come over here, Mike, and join in the interview? That'd be Why great. Not? Why not? Okay. It'd be nice to speak to a 30-year-old here. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah. The 30-year-old. So you're APOC. That's right, I'm APOC. APOC of the Chiefs, and you're 30 years old. Yeah. How long have you been playing Counter-Strike? How old are you, Matt? 16. Yeah, about that. About 16 years. Yeah. Since you were about 14. No, nah, yeah, probably about 15, 16. Yeah. I was about there, yeah, 14 years probably. Have you been playing it as intensively as you play it now? In spurts. So from like 18 to 23 I played 1.6 pretty like semi-professionally in Australia uh-huh. and was successful. And then, yeah, sort of disappeared for a while. Came back here and there for Source. Disappeared for a while. Uh-huh. Go got big. I said I want a bit of it. Uh-huh. Came back. And you're, and you're in small goods distribution during the day? Yeah. Yeah, I've, just, I've been pretty lucky with that. I've been doing that since I was 18. So it's always been just like a lot of luxury that I have like freedom to play CS and to travel when, I, when needed. Are you, what's your role in the team? What would you describe it as? Um, roles of the team now is sort of in limbo because I'm pretty new, but I'm sort of like a, a wing player, not so much lurk mm-hmm. and a bit of a rotator on the CTs. Okay. Is that what your business card said? Small goods distribution slash, slash rotator on slash the CT? Rotator, yeah. <laughs> and 30 years old. <laughs> and 30. Yeah, I've got yeah. any new ones made up every year. Is this guy basically your dad on the team? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> oh, why not? Nah, it's all right. Not a good role model. <laughs> I think we match each other in maturity levels, so... You match him in maturity levels? Unfortunately. Why is that? I don't know. I haven't developed as a human. <laughs> Are you Christian? I am Christian. Are you? Yeah. Are you a practicing Christian? Not really, no. You're just a lapsed Christian? Yeah. Uh, well lapsed. Well lapsed. Um, why, are you, why do you have the maturity of a 16-year-old? Oh, it's just a, just a joke. It's a bit of a joke, yeah. All right. But we won't there's, get into there's that. There's truth in all humor. There's truth, whoever, but... <laughs> It's not for the well, CS fans. Well, my, my podcast is more about how, how do you deal with Counter-Strike and life. I'm 34 and I still play Counter-Strike. And I actually think there's a lot of time I've spent playing Counter-Strike that could have been spent growing up. Of course, for sure. I think that's like with any sort of hobby in general, you could say that before. Well, there are some hobbies, though, that allow you to socialise more. Well, that's a misconception because I think there could be more socialising in CS than a, than a regular sport. How so? I mean, you're around different people all the time. You're around, like, I know it's still online, but you, you talk to a bunch, like a wide array of people just joining pugs. It's, mm-hmm. it's 10 different people every game. Right. So it's, it's as much socialising as going to a basketball game, playing, like, pickup game. So you're basically saying don't get a five-man, solo queue, meet more people. That's exactly what I'm saying. You'll develop as a human and be a better person. <laughs> but no, that's just... Um, yeah, I've never been a huge believer in that gaming is antisocial. Yeah. I mean, it might be, people might be a little bit more antisocial in general, but they come there and then yeah, they, they basically get all the, the good stuff out of it. Yeah, you reckon you can, you can develop socially online as well as you can in real life? Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree that you could, yep. Yeah. It's, it's a community, a community is a community, and I think yeah, you could do it just as well as any other sort of situation. I'm here with Carlo. You know him better as Ustillo. The Renegades, he's the entry fragger, is that correct? Yep. I noticed on your Twitter you are still using a Hotmail address. What's the deal with that? Uh, I can't even, I don't even know what's on my Twitter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. It's been a while since I've looked at my own Twitter. It's like ustillocsgo at hotmail.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did you form your Twitter is. account in 1999? <laughs> probably did. I don't, I don't know why it's there, but yeah. Um, some of the people I interviewed on the very first day had a giant poster of you as a lobster. Yeah. You aware of this meme? I, I'm, I'm aware of it, but I don't know where the lobster came from. Because I knew it was you still as a monster, Tom, yeah, yeah. at Shanghai when we won when yeah, we, we Shanghai. You won Star Ladder. But uh, I don't know where lobster came from. It's transitioned into lobster somehow, so yeah. How do you feel about being a lobster? I mean, I don't mind. You're it's happy funny. with it? I don't care. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> where are you from in, in, in Australia? Gold Coast. Oh, you're a Goldie boy. Yeah. 
And uh, how's, how different is that from Detroit, the main streets? It's a lot different. It's a lot different. <laughs> There's like Gold Coast is obviously like bright lights and partying and all that type of stuff. Then you go to Detroit and it's like, we live like an hour out of Detroit, so uh-huh. it's like there's not much around where we live. It's just pure like just trees and bush and a few shops and it's completely different. Okay, so let's say I come and visit you guys because you're yeah. obviously going to invite me after this tournament just to check out <laughs> the gaming house and have a sleepover. What am I going to do when you guys are practicing? Go to Detroit City, I guess. Just go to the is, city. Which is like an hour drive from where uh-huh. we are. Uh-huh. But I mean, even then, I mean... It's not much to see there either, I guess. I don't know. Wow. You're just yeah. riding off an entire city. And you're, you're, you're quite young. You're 24? 24, yeah. It's pretty old, I guess, in the gaming yeah. world. It's getting there. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're mid-career, would yeah. you say that? Yeah, pretty much, I'd say. That, yeah. Do you feel like you're where you want to be in mid-career? Uh, I mean, yeah. I think if, obviously, I keep improving and doing what I'm doing, I can have another six years in me. I mean... All teams and players think they can go till 30, I guess. I mean, I don't think there's ever, like there should be an age restriction. I mean, I think athletes play till they're like 35, 40. Why not gamers? I mean, athletes have reaction time speeds as well and they're still going, so it should be no different for gaming. Yeah. yeah. You, I think you get a lot of flack, like a lot of entry fraggers do, with inconsistency. Yeah. But that's just the nature of the game, right? I think entry fraggers are like unfairly judged, I guess. Because sometimes in certain roles and certain strats, our job is not to actually get a kill. It's just to go in and die and see who's there. Make space for the other guy behind me to trade me and stuff like that. So I mean, I feel like an entry for like a pure entry that goes in first in every strat, in every taking space of a map, is always going to have shit stats, I guess. I mean. Yeah. Just look at Taco, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just the role. Unfairly maligned. I guess so, yeah. I feel like you should get um, some sort of cheat card for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, so many players and fans and analysts care so much about stats these days. So, I mean, it's all about the stats, I guess. One of the things that um, Renegades was having trouble with last year, according to the interviews and whatnot, is the mental state. Yeah. How's the team's mentality right now? I think it's improved. I mean, we've got a psychologist in sports psychologist did you yeah I, am was, i the first person to hear about this oh uh, no we've had him for a while it's been How he's came it been? to a few events with us as well oh he came to one event he came to the e-league major what's his Qualifier? man's name edward edward he's what? a boss yeah he's a boss yeah he's, is he yeah he's really cool why i mean he just helps us with a lot of things and just he's helped us overcome like a lot of mental problems i guess people have had so yeah how in what way just talking and going through like systems and procedures and stuff like that. So we're constantly doing the same thing and not like changing things up and stuff like that. So right. And he's like, "Look, stop banging your head against the wall." Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he does. He helps with everything. So yeah. what's what's what has he helped you with personally the most? Uh, just mental things. I mean, just forgetting about things that have happened previously in the round or in the game, or just like just the little things like that that make up a big difference. I feel like. So yeah. How do you focus when you get tilted? How do you refocus? I mean, I don't know how to answer it. It's pretty hard, I guess. But if there's always more rounds to play, you mean you just got to sort of put it to the back of your head and just yeah. keep going, I guess. But sometimes some people deal with it better than others, I guess. So I don't know. Because I, I, I often entry frag when I'm aiming, just because yeah. I'm just because I'm a kill hungry you know, <laughs> stat patter. Yeah. Uh, but that often means that I'll have like four or five rounds where I die first. Yeah. And that really just... I'm also a narcissist as well, so yeah. it's like, why am I playing this game if I'm not even doing well? Yeah. Do you ever fight that? I mean, it comes into your head every time, every now and again. Like, I mean, like I said, entry rolls get the most flack, I feel like. So, I mean, you just got to deal with it, I guess. I mean, as long as we're winning and doing well, I don't really care. Oh my God, Face just won the whole thing. I'm sitting here with Noah Nifty Francis, Australia's newest, uh, how do you say, honorary citizen. And FaZe have just won IEM Sydney, and he's gestured to the screen and said, nothing to see. What does that mean? <laughs> There's a, it's just a nice 3-0, you know? I'm sure FaZe is super happy. It would have been, they did uh, two overtimes and 16-14, but it would have been cool to see two more maps for sure. That's um, true. It's always nice when the final is 
five maps long, especially if you have a best of five. So yeah, the crowd loves it. You know, everyone's usually exhausted afterwards, and they just have something to talk about. You know, yeah. but overall, it was a fantastic event. I think for everyone. Yeah. Fans loved it. Players loved it. It was awesome. You've now become a human meme. Like, people were chanting nifty during the, the show match, and you weren't even involved. Yeah, no, I was. I, I think, uh, you know, I had quite a few tweets, actually, thinking, uh, people thinking that I was going to be involved, you know, whether right. whether it do, like, a little cameo, you know, mm-hmm. or, like, some sort of gag. Um, some people even thought I was going to be playing on the Australian team. Yeah. Um, but they already had the rosters picked. Yeah. So. But I actually took the day, and I, I kind of explored Sydney a little bit. Oh, you did know, you? So. What did you get up to? Um, but I was keeping updated on the game, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we just walked around the city. Um, mm-hmm. I had a few friends, uh, did some shopping and stuff, mm-hmm. just just kind of exploring, just having some fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I had a great time at the event and the arena um, the whole time I was here. Fans were great to me. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better experience, honestly. I hope next year is going to be even better. Next year will be insane. Yeah. Especially after you guys showed up this hard this year. Yeah. What did you buy today? Any goodies? Uh, you know, I actually, no, nah, I didn't find anything that I, that I really seemed interested in. Mm-hmm. We don't quite have the level of uh, retail no, that oh, Detroit you do. has. No, you do. Mm-hmm. You do. I just, uh, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it today. I was I was more of the exploring yeah, yeah. kind of type today. Where are you from in the U.S.? Uh, I'm from, uh, like, upstate central New York. Was there, was there a lot of CSGO going on upstate New York when you were growing up? Um... You know, I, just a few friends from, like, high school, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that play it. But it's not, like, a super heavy area of right. professional gamers or anything. You yeah. know, it's not, not some sort of hub, but... You uh, were a console kid anyway. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I played um, I played Call of Duty before I played Counter-Strike. Yeah. Um, casually for, like, five years before I even played it professionally. So I was always one of those kids, you know, GameStop the night the new Call of Duty dropped and then right. took it home and played it before school, so... You camped out. Yeah. Did well, you? not camp out, but I would show up at, at midnight, you know. Right. I would just have to wait a few minutes. Right. Did you have ambitions of becoming one of those sort of phase um, sniper n- Lamborghini not, owning? They, they call them trick shotters. Trick shotters. Yeah, that's, the, the, that's the, the, the flashy sniper players uh-huh. in Call of Duty, yeah. Um, no, I, I had more of an ambition to just become a professional player. Uh-huh. And Optic and Phase kind of were, you know, and, and Team Envious. Um, they were kind of that group, you know. It's like, man, if I could land myself on one of those teams, you know, that'd be cool. I feel like your 4K on A site on Inferno against Mouse Sports was trick shotting. Um, it depends. Um, I actually, I haven't seen anyone say that to me, but uh, you bring it up to a COD player, maybe they would, you know. Uh, but, I, but that last the kind shot, of the kind of the kind of opping that I tend to do. Um, it is more like flashy, flicky, you know, like whatever. Um, you know, there, there are other operas where they're just very, they're very by the books, just standard. You know, they're going to hold the line, hit the shot when it comes to them, you know, and they're very, very good at it. Um, but to me, uh, it just naturally, you know, I like be hopping around and stuff. And yeah. It was actually funny. Um, I was talking to somebody on the phone. I was like, yeah, I was watching this clip of when I... Uh, ran through CT Apartments yeah. on Inferno, yeah. and I did some bee hopping, and yeah. I was just like, it's, it's weird. Something came to mind. It was like, um, I was watching it, and it was funny to me. And it's like, boing, boing, but like that just came to mind. Yeah, boing, 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 got the kill. Boing, 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 just left. You were just having fun. It was, yeah, it was you were just fooning fun. it. Yeah, it was so fun. You know who you reminded me of with JW? He used to do that a lot. Brush apps with yeah, your yeah. on CT side. JW was. Um, I mean, he still is. He's a super fun opera to watch, but especially during like the Fnatic era, man, mm. he was mind blowing. Yeah. Was, he was a super enjoyable opera to watch, you know, especially for like crowd reactions and stuff like that. Yeah. I used to try and copy him on, <laughs> on apps with it all, and I never got anything done. Yeah, no, it's not easy. Let's talk about the team mentality because one of the great things about JKM joining was that the spirits of the team got a bit of a boost, right? Yeah. You seem like a pretty, pretty chill guy though as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say most of us are, are chill, you know. Um, it's usually three to four of us that kind of spark the enjoyment or the joke making or the fun having, you know, right. and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I we're... You know, we're, we're a big family, so mm-hmm. we just have a lot of fun. And we have our moments, too, mm-hmm. you know, but every team does, so uh, it's just you take the good with the bad. What do you do in your downtime? 
Uh, more Counter Strike. More Counter Strike. This is what you still always tell me. You tell me you guys are just twenty four seven on it. Pretty much, man. I, uh, plenty of friends and and even close family, you know, that, that play video games have asked me like, hey, you know, come play PUBG. Hey, come mm-hmm. play Fortnite with me, you know. And these other things, I'm like, sorry, dude, I just can't do it. Like, I just, I'm I'm full time Counter Strike, you know, and I'm dedicated to that. So. Um, because I believe that that'll give me the best chance that, of of being successful. Why do you want to be successful? Oh, I'm already extremely successful. Are you? Yeah, very. Um, and it's funny because a lot of people would argue that, saying, "No, yeah, but you haven't won a tournament yet, you know." Uh-huh. Or, or well, uh, well, I have won a tournament, but not like a IEM or a major, you know, yeah. or something like that. But um, it's a complete success story so far and it's funny because it's only going to get better yeah in like many many other directions because nowadays it's not just about winning mm-hmm. for for esports players you know there's so many other aspects of this industry you know that, that you can just peek your head into and, mm-hmm. and be involved in and help it grow so that's kind of where my niche will lie um along along with uh competing at my absolute best at these tournaments. So, so are, you, are you implying that your future may lie anywhere in esports? It could lie just anywhere. Just playing. That's the, that's the beauty of it. I don't really try to, I, you know, I don't have a five-year plan, you know? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not fucking around with that, you know? It's like uh, the way it unfolds is the way it unfolds, right? It's, uh, I kind of just go with the flow, and um, I just stay positive and, and just keep things going. But you feel like a success because you're doing what you love? Absolutely. I've never worked a day in my life. This is a very good attitude. Yeah. This is very healthy for my listeners to hear. <laughs> I hope so. Do you want to win tournaments as well? Absolutely. Um, that's top priority, you know, especially mm-hmm. when I'm working with these guys 24-7, you know. But it's not to say that I have things that I do in my downtime, you know, that I'm just thinking about. It's like, man, I'd really love to do that. I'm interested in that, you know, stuff like that. I mean, like for me, like I love clothing, uh-huh. you know. I'm a big fan of fashion, so. Really? Um, you know, it's my mind is everywhere there when it's not in the game you know I'm thinking about that stuff all the time like so. designing it or just oh I it? that's the thing that's one of those things it's like man I don't know you know you it could know. be You're designing it could be promoting it it could be wearing it right. <laughs> you know it, it could be any of those things so that's a that's one of those things that just you know it's like wow <laughs> you know what's nifty's number one fave brand for May 2018 um I would have to say off white. Off white. Off light? Off white. Off white. Yeah. That's a clothing brand, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's a, like a streetwear based brand. Uh huh. Yeah. Is it a US brand? Uh, no, it's their products made in Italy. Wow. Where can I buy this? I mean, you can buy it. Uh, in any like upscale shopping centers, you know, where you where you may find like Gucci or uh-huh. Louis Vuitton or something like that, um, maybe they'll have it there. But they're more in like trademark cities. Like Sydney's actually one of those cities. Right. Um, they they have a, a shop right downtown, right in the center of the city. Uh, L.A. and New York, you know, places like that. So. Sick. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourselves them off white. Yeah. It's 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 cool. Um, a lot of people talk about how like designs, you know, they're just mm-hmm. like. It's like weird, you know, but it's like, nah, it's just creative. What do you like about it? The design? So they've got... I do, yeah, yeah. Uh, most, it's funny because I have this conversation with family, friends, you know, whatever. It's, mm. They're like, man, why do you spend so much money on clothing, you know, even mm-hmm. even just a t-shirt? And it's like, well, thing is, if I were to go to Macy's, you know, and, and look at some t-shirts, right, it, more than likely you're going to find just some basic t-shirts, you know. Uh, uh, one of my favorite things about upscale brands is that they have designs on them and, 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 and just different ways of, of developing their uh, products, you know, mm-hmm. their their garments that just make them look cooler and stuff like that. And they just do things unlike uh, the, the standard brands. So mm-hmm. that's what I love about them. So I'm sitting here with Ollie Tierney, a.k.a. Big Dick Stacy. Uh, now, you have just exploded into the scene. You've become a one-man meme at IEM Sydney. How long have you been playing Counter-Strike? Um, so, I've been playing Counter-Strike now for probably about three and a half years, four years in total. Uh-huh. Um, so, about two years of that was casual. And then, once I got a PC, um, I wanted to get more competitive with it because I loved the game. As soon as I was playing on a laptop for the first two years. And then, um, 
loved the game, loved winning in it, and it just kind of escalated from there, and I kind of just rode the wave with it, and I just came here, to be honest. So, yeah. so but you've only been on the professional scene for, since what, March last year, or thereabouts? Yeah, March last year, um, I got picked up by Darksided, and um, yeah, that's where it all started, to be honest, like, got an opportunity with them, got a kind of like a lucky opportunity, as one of their players dropped out, and then uh, they put me in for the meantime, and then, yeah. So from Darksided, then was it Team Immunities or Greyhound, or was it just um, so straight to Greyhound? Darksided, then uh, our contracts ended at a point, and then with the same team we changed organisations to Athletico, but we were still under the same roster. Um, about two months into that, um, they decided to have a roster change of removing me and removing Badge, and then after that I was kind of just in like the, the LFT void, like the looking for a team kind of uh, void, and then Greyhound picked me up, gave me opportunity, and I um, haven't looked back since. What is this? What, it, what the Greyhound mis- organization seems very mysterious. It's almost like this Bruce Wayne enterprise. Can you shed some light on what's how this formed and what's going on there? So um, how this formed is uh, William Gray, the owner of Greyhound. Um, he's just it's all out of pocket at the moment for him. It's just uh-huh. more investment, as, uh-huh. and um, he's just a very passionate, dedicated guy, and really wants to see us succeed and wants to have his own um, organization in Counter Strike. He's just. And how old is he? Like 21 or something? Um, 23, I'm pretty sure. 23. Yeah. So he's basically Australia's Richie Rich. Yeah. He's a kid millionaire who's gone, I love esports, I'm going to start my own team. Exactly. <laughs> it's a hobby. This podcast is a hobby of mine too. <laughs> so I want to meet this guy. I actually interviewed his mum by accident on the first day. She seemed very nice. Yeah, she's a lovely lady. Oh, it's a good family all together, so I love being a part of it. Yeah, she said she has you guys over for dinner sometimes. Oh, I haven't been over. Ooh, not yet. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've just never been, um, they all live in Melbourne, so. Oh, okay. I've just never been that way. I've never actually been to Melbourne, so. You've never been to Melbourne? No, I've never been to Melbourne. You've just played on the big stage, you've you've beaten SK, you've taken FaZe to the brink, and you've never been to Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. It's like you're running before you can walk. <laughs> So you're a Sydney lad? Oh, no, no, I'm a Gold Coast lad. Ah, you're a sunny boy. Right, whereabouts in Queensland? Um, Parkwood on the Gold Coast. Parkwood. Can't say I know it, but then again, (laughs) I haven't spent much time there. Are you living in Sydney now? I don't live in Sydney now. Um, Still just on the Gold Coast, yeah, living with um, my family. So you're working another job right now? Um, No, so I used to work as a lifeguard about four months ago. You're a lifeguard? Yeah, so part-time lifeguard. As surfers? At Wet Wild. So theme park, yeah. So I did that for a while, but uh, for our American listeners, it's something like Six Flags or something, right? Lots of water slides and whatnot. Yeah, yeah literally that. Right. Yeah. So, so you were saving children's lives, and and you've given that up, that holy vocation, to play yeah, video, to video games. Play video games <laughs> I had a good run. I had two years of lifeguard, and I'm just like, you know what? I heard there's I heard there's been a lot of deaths recently in Wet and Wild. I yeah. assume that's associated with your departure. Okay, so you've given that up now. You've moved back in with the folks. Yeah. And. You're just concentrating on the gaming. Yeah, honestly, now just concentrating on the gaming. Um, I still do university. Like I've done, done university for the past three years. Um, I've deferred that just for this semester because mm-hmm. I'm traveling. I am Dallas. Yeah. In a lot of uh, local lands, and um, it was just the convenient option to do that. What were you studying at uni, or what, what are you studying? Business and engineering. So this is your fallback. Yeah, that's my fallback. I've always like growing up, always wanted to be an engineer, but you know what? This day and age, it's better to be a gamer. So. Yeah. Where does the term Dick Stacy come from? Um, so Dick Stacy comes from, um, it's kind of just a meme to be honest. So you know how you go through phases on Steam where you just change your name to whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Richard Stacy is an American COD player. He had a bowl cut. Ah. And he had, I really liked his bowl cut. So I set his his picture on Steam as like That's that. Right. that. So then um, Darkseid picked me up when I had that, that meme, went through that phase. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, do you want to keep this? Do you want to change your name to something? This is like the last chance to get. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I've got nothing else to change it to. Let's just stick with that. Frozen in time. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Now, you guys have been like such an upset team at IAM. You've basically come from nowhere uh, in the realm of this sort of podcast, which covers mainly the global stuff. Um, was it a surprise to you how well you did? Um, yes, it was a surprise because of the caliber of the players they are. Like they, uh, such CS legends. Like they've been around for so long. Um, they've competed at so many, so many tournaments at that that scale and that magnitude. And um, honestly, we thought um, we we thought we'd do well, but we didn't think we'd uh, take a win. 
mm. especially against a team like SK. Mm. So coming into it, all we did was just play our game and um, just play some good fundamental CS and hopefully we can deliver and we did. You know what's really embarrassing? What's that? My microphone wasn't on. Oh really? The yeah. Time? Yeah. This one is, but that one wasn't. So I'm just going to interject here because the last two questions weren't caught on a microphone. I asked him, what does it feel like to have everybody shouting big dick Stacy wherever you go? It's a bit of a confidence boost, mate. I love it. It's uh, it's much funny to hear and um, yeah, I can just always get used to it. I can never get used to it. And how does your girlfriend feel about that? Uh, so my girlfriend gets a bit jealous. She's just like, that's my dick. I want everyone to know that. So yeah, she's top. I love the girl. She's awesome. And there ends the episode. If you enjoyed it, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can contact me on Twitter at thetruthcsgo, email thetruth at thetruthcsgo.com, or subscribe to our mailing list on uh, thetruthcsgo.com. And uh, finally, just another thank you to Reddit user TheMazon for your lovely message on Reddit really made my day the gambling episode is coming out hopefully before dreamhack stockholm which is in four days it's definitely the next podcast that will come out so keep an eye out for that and make sure to share the shit out of it and until then enjoy the game (laughs) 